Hi, and welcome to Sport and Road, the weekly motorsport show with thanks to Central Tyre Service. This is a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to and keep up to date with all things happening on the courses both locally and around the globe. This show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by John Painter and Craig Stott. It's on 1FM Shepparton Radio, so let's have a listen to see what's happening in the world of motorsport this week. Well, there goes Lee Kernigan, and definitely the boys from Bathurst. 28 past 11, live in local 1FM. Right now, time for Sport and Roads, our Saturday morning motorsport program, and we have absolutely two wonderful sponsors that look after us with our program of the morning. We have Central Tyre Service, which is now the Goodyear Auto Care uh, Centre in Shepparton in Wellsford Street, between the two uh, major roads, between High Street and Friar Street. Can't miss them. It's always busy. They're absolutely wonderful sponsors. And they are the only ones that will really look after your vehicle for you. Take it in for new tyres or just a checkup. They'll go around your car and they'll make sure your tyre pressures are correct for you. They'll even make sure the spare's in the uh, right area and that's all the pressures are correct and if you need tyres they will let you know and they are totally honest with everything they do they back each other up they're an absolutely wonderful service and if you want your car serviced they'll do that for you too check your headlights for you and we keep telling people please check your headlights check the tail light check all the lights it only takes a second or two central tyres goodyear auto care they'll do that for you without any problems at all and they are absolutely wonderful people without a problem our wonderful second uh, sponsor is the Shepherd and Motorcycle Group. Well, that's what they call themselves now. Two stores, the AJ store, which was in Purcell Street, it's still there, and they are the home of KTM, Can-Am Spiders, Off-Roaders, you know it, they've got all the gear there for anything you need, farm bikes, dirt bikes, racing bikes, all those sort of things. Our wonderful sponsors there at um, the Shepherd and Motorcycle Group and the Purcell Street site. And also over the road on the Benalla Road, on what they call it, High Street, they have the old Helsall Honda site, which is uh, an absolutely great site as well. And that's where you get all of the Honda equipment. They've got the uh, Segway Snarlers and all those um, off-road and farm machineries in there. But it's also the home of, as I say, Honda, and that's the home of four-wheelers. You've got um, brush cutters, you've got chainsaws, everything in there, and it's all four-stroke, so you don't need to mix petrols or anything like that. Just uh, fill her up with unleaded and off you go. Do the jobs you've got to do. Fantastic place. Servicing, absolutely. You want a brand-new Honda road bike, they'll get it in for you, no problems at all, and it's the same with all of their um, dirt bikes and other bits and pieces. They are fantastic people. They're at the Helsall Honda site of Shepherd and Motorcycle Group, absolutely wonderful sponsors of ours at the moment. Now, I'm still waiting for Craig to give us a call from Bathurst so we can hook him into the system. But in the meantime, I've um, been having a look at a couple of the little bits and pieces that have come through from that. Now, the, in 1000 uh, uh, qualifying, Bradley Kostecki was fastest in a crash-affected qualifying. I hope you've been watching this because it was very, very interesting. Kostecki scored a provisional pole for the Bathurst 1000 in a qualifying session that saw both Will Brown and Declan Fraser hit the wall. Absolutely awesome. There are some of those wall hits and some this morning were absolutely awesome as well. The Erebus driver was untouchable across the session, securing a provisional pole by over a tenth of a second with a rapid 2 minutes, 04.664 seconds. 
and that means he'll be the last one to run in tonight's um, top 10 shootout. And that'll determine the first five rows of the grid. It's going to be an absolutely awesome run this afternoon. It was a different story for Stecky's closest rival, Shane Van Gisbergen, who only rescued his shootout hopes with the seven fastest time on his very last lap. Now, watching that um, last qualifying, um, Van Gisbergen went to Bathurst a couple of times. And uh, for anybody who's up, been up there, you'll know exactly what I mean because he's come down Conrod straight through the chase onto the little short finish and wasn't able to pick it up in time. So instead of turning left, he had to verge slightly to the right. And that's the road to Bathurst. So most people have said, oh, he's gone to Bathurst. No worries at all. Now, Brown, meanwhile, he missed out on the shootout altogether after a difficult session that started with a trip into the turn two tyre wall. He was responsible for a dramatic start to the 40-minute session and the title continued firing his Erebus Camaro into the wall on his first run. That prompted an early red flag. He was able to get the damaged car out of the tyre barrier and back to the pits to begin repairing. Well, gee, there was a lot of tape going around there and a lot of bits and pieces being taped up. And a little bit um, after 10 minutes, the session went green again without a single representative time on the board. So nobody had actually completed a lap. So nobody got to get a lap before the red flag was back out this time, thanks to Fraser clouding the wall hard at the cutting putting him out of the out of the spot. So there was two in a couple of minutes there. Second stoppage was a blessing for Brown. It gave his time uh, tie crew time to repair the car. And he was able to send it back out just a few minutes after the next restart. So they were very lucky with that one. When the drivers did start to land, they were spectacular. Cam Waters becoming the first driver in the two-minute four in the Gen 3 when he jumped to the top of the list with a two-minute 04.990. Initially, he had Matt Payne a couple of tenths behind him for for James Golding jumped into second spot with a two-minute 05.163. And once Kostecki finally got a lap done, it was even more spectacular. The series leader charging clear out the front with the two minutes, 04.664 seconds. Both Golding and Anton Di Pasquale were able to sneak into the two-minute 04s on their next run. Kostecki continued to hold the advantage of over a tenth of a second as the clock ticked down. The lead group... Did all, uh, did all head out for their final run. However, there were no changes right at the top. Kostecki taking provisional pole ahead of Golding. He was a surprise of the second Golding with his second place ahead of Di Pasquale and Waters. Brock Feeney was another, was still in contention for the title, was fifth fastest, while David Reynolds ended up being the best of the Grove racing cars in seventh after improving his final lap. Van Gisbergen spent the majority of the session outside the top 10 with the Kiwi digging right in at the uh, flag to end up in seventh place. Not bad either. He kept his hopes of a pole position alive and that will be later this afternoon. That'll be awesome. Now, that dropped fellow Kiwi Matt Payne back to eighth ahead of Chaz Mostert and Will Davidson, the last two drivers, to book their shootout berth. <coughs> Excuse me. Brown and co-driver Jack Perkins will start Sunday's great race from 17th with Brown unable to crack the best 10 in his repaired car. Now, the uh, 
Bathurst continues today. There was a practice session at 10 this morning. There's another one at 1 o'clock local time this afternoon and that's followed by the top 10 shootout later in the afternoon. Been an absolutely awesome couple of days up there. I certainly have enjoyed watching on the telly and I hope you've been able to do exactly the same thing too. Now, we've got to have a quick look at um, that prang that uh, brought out that red flag because um, Brown... This is from Andrew Van Leeuwen at motorsport.com, by the way. Thanks, Andrew. Now, Brian has taken the blame for the balls-up Bathurst 1000 qualifying crack, and there really was a balls-up, as they say. Will Brown's put his hand up, taken full responsibility of the crash that ruined his hopes of a top-10 shootout berth. The Erebus driver made a costly error on his first run in qualifying today, sending his car into the turn two tyre barrier. And boy, gee, that was a huge prank too, if you've seen it. He was not messing around. But uh, he was able to drive the car back to the uh, pits under its own steam after he was out to, able to um, back it out under the tyre wall. However, it required significant running repairs before he could get it going again. And that car was far from perfect from those repairs too. He was only able to log the 17th faster time, locking the car into that starting position for Sunday's race. His teammate, meanwhile, Brody Kostecki, took professional pole. Speaking on the telecast after the session, Brown admitted that the crash was a balls-up after he tried to use third gear through the right-hander instead of second. It really was a balls-up, really, he said, to be honest. I just locked the front. I was running in second gear in practice and I thought third would be a bit faster in qualifying. And I probably went in a bit hot and I thought, oh, I'm not going to pull it up. And I did the stupid thing of jumping on the brake more, locked it up and went straight ahead. Completely my fault. I'm really sorry to the team that done such a mega effort to get me back out there. I think the splitter was a little bit up or something, but it was all right until I got to... Uh, the tree and the high-speed stuff, and it would just lose heaps of time. Unfortunately, didn't make it to the top 10, but it's going to be a really long non-Sunday today, so I'm sure we can clear our way back up there. It's just a silly mistake, and I paid the consequences. His confidence, his Bathurst hopes, thousand hopes are still alive, although based on the speed of the Erebus package and the unknowns of the 1,000-kilometre race, we've really got a fast car. And I've just got to not make any mistakes. He said, the car's fast. It's been fast in practice trim and well in the longer runs. And I can sure we can pick off a few. We'll just try and claw our way up through the first half of the day and see where we end up. That's some good words from uh, that young man. So uh, we'll see how we go with that one. I'm uh, still waiting for Craig. We haven't had any phone calls yet, so hurry up, mate. Otherwise, I'm going to have to continue right the way through without you. And that's not what we had hoped to have happen. Now, there's also been another milestone uh, ticked off during uh, this weekend because the first of the Gen 3 supercars have hit an official 300 kilometres an hour at Bathurst. Van Gisbergen has officially hit 300 k's in the Gen 3 Chevy Camaro at Mount Panorama during qualifying for the thing. And this is from Andrew v. Van Leeuwen, who's also at motorsport.com. Thanks, Andrew. The GPS data clocked the Kiwi at an eye-watering 300.5 k's at the end of Conrod. Now, if you think that at 100 k's is 62 kilometres an hour, six threes, that's 180, nearly 190 kilometres, mile an hour on Conrad. <clears throat> it marks the first time a supercar has officially hit the magic 300 k mark on the longest straight on the calendar. 
There was speculation that the new Gen 3 package would facilitate a 300 k's, thanks to the massive drop in aero drag and the increased torque from the engines. Drivers are also using the soft Dunlop tyre at Bathurst for the first time, which helps drive off Forest Elbow, which leads onto Conrod Strait. Now, according to Triple Eight team manager Mark Dutton, Van Gisbergen's record-breaking speed also was helped by favourable wind directions and a tow from another car. It was all dependent on the wind. The wind was not helping, but was not hurting, he said. Then Shane got a big tow and you get more speed with less drag on the car. You wouldn't do that to the same speed in fresh air by yourself, but it's still pretty cool. Dutton added that there was no concerted effort to hit the 300 cage, rather it was an organic outcome from the conditions. And while it's a cool thing, we don't focus on that, we just focus on lap times, he said. It's a cool little thing to say, hey, we did this, but then you don't let that distract you. This may be the first indication that a supercar has fit, hit 300 at Bathurst, However, there have been rumours in the past. In 2005, the Perkins team claimed a top speed of 302.4 based on its own data. However, the claims were met with widespread scepticism elsewhere in the paddock. A change to the drop gear ratio in 2015 renewed hopes that the 300 could be hit, but that never eventuated. Supercars did look at running a longer drop gear at Bathurst, but ultimately decided against the change. And that would likely have contributed to Van Gisbergen's record speed as well as given the ratio used is good for 300 k's and would improve drive off Forest Elbow. Now, interestingly, Triple Eight was one of the teams in favour of the longer ratio for, in, for Bathurst on the base that it would be kinder on the engines. Although sitting on the limiter hasn't been an issue so far this weekend, it's only to make sure the category wasn't going to do any damage, Dutton said. They're lobbying, lobbying for that longer gear. We don't honestly care. It's all about not sitting on the limiter for everybody, and that gives the engine a hard life. No, we've got to agree with that. It's not just getting through Bathurst these days. The engines have to last a lot longer than they did many moons ago, and that saves everybody in pit lane mega bulk dollars. No worries at all. Now, I'm going to have a very, very quick sponsor break and clear the throat, and I'll come back with some more information on this week's Bathurst in just a couple of moments. This is John Painter and Craig Stott from, from 1FM's FM Sport and Road. Central Tire Service is now your Goodyear Auto Care Centre. With on-farm tire servicing, computerised wheel alignment and balancing, complete front-end alignment and brake repairs, and a full range of automotive batteries. There's not a lot the friendly staff at Goodyear Auto Care can't do. Servicing the Goulburn Valley since 1952. Central Tires, now Goodyear Auto Care, can be found at 117 Wellsford Street, Shepparton. Phone 58 219 Station sponsor. Some ATVs are simply made tougher than others, like the Segway Snarler. Yep, Snarler. All muscle, government approved. Available in short and long wheelbase and built for the toughest Australian conditions. Or there's the Segway Fugelman side-by-side. Powerful 1,000cc motor, huge performance and unrivaled safety. So, two great workmates, the choice is yours. Check out the Segway Snarler and Segway Fugelman at Shepparton Motorcycle and Power Equipment, Vanilla Road, Shepparton, or visit shepparton.mpe.com.au. One of them sponsor. And there we go, wonderful sponsors. Well, to uh, give the throat a little bit of a drink. It's still a little bit croaky, though, but not to worry. Now, I've got a little um, note here from uh, a journalist named Joshua Dowling, who is um, reporting from drive.com.au. 
And he's telling us that Ford are one step closer to exiting V8 supercars after a parity row on the eve of the Bathurst 1000. Yeah, interesting. The battle between the Ford Mustang and the Chevy Camaro supercars is supposed to be closer for this weekend's Bathurst 1000. However, category organisers have disallowed changes that would have made for tighter racing. Ford fans across Australia have been dealt a major blow and the company's involvement in V8 supercars is now under serious threat after the category organiser disallowed a technical change that would have brought the top teams closer together in this week's Bathurst 1000. A Chevy Camaro currently leads the championship and has been declared the winner in all but two of the 23 races because it is widely accepted that the Ford Mustang has been disadvantaged despite technical rules that are designed to ensure close competition. Ford Australia have been lobbying all year for rule changes that would help bring the Mustang up to speed and closer to the Archdriver Camaro, which has a bigger 5.7 litre V8 compared to the smaller 5.4 litre V8 uh, in the Ford. V8 supercars is known, what's known as a parity motorsport that allows changes throughout a season to ensure no one particular vehicle has an unfair advantage. However, Ford says the V8 supercar organisers have not done enough to ensure a level playing field and calls for parity's changes have fallen on deaf ears. Now, the interesting part on that was when we're talking about parity. Initially, the series was supposed to all run the 5.4-litre Ford engine, the Coyote, and uh, when they decided that that was what they were going to do, they'd proposed to use the uh, an unbranded Coyote in the Chevy. So um, the, you couldn't tell that it was actually uh, from the opposition, but the motors would all have been the same. And the organisers at Ford took one look at the idea and said, no way known are we putting one of our engines in a Chevrolet. So the organisers had to go back to the Gen 2 or the Gen 1, uh, use the all-alloy 5.7, which is a 350 cube engine. Now, in a Bathurst delivered on the eve of this year's uh, bombshell delivered on the eve of this year's Bathurst, the 60th anniversary of the event organiser said they would not allow further technical changes understood to be modification to the wings on the Mustang that would improve its downforce in high-speed turns ahead of this week's endurance race. Now, Drive has been told by senior Ford uh, sources that the company is seriously considering its options belong 2024. And although they have committed to supporting the Mustang teams in supercars next year, drive.com.au understands that Ford may not continue in the category beyond 2024. Sounds like a little bit of going to take the bat and ball and go home, didn't it? If Ford were to exit the V8 supercars category, they would struggle to fill the void given that the Chevy Camaro is understood to only have two years of production left, so uh, that could be interesting. Ford issued the following statement, which um, they have published below in its entirety. And it reads, At Ford Motors Company, we are deeply committed to supporting our teams and drivers in their pursuit of excellence on the track. We understand that motorsport is not only a reflection of our brand and our products, but an important platform for showcasing the talent and dedication of our racing partners. We are therefore deeply disappointed by the ongoing lack of technical parity in the Supercars Championship, which has left Ford and its teams at a significant disadvantage to 2023. 
The lack of technical parity has a tangible impact on the performance of our teams and drivers. Despite their skill, experience and hard work, they have struggled to compete with other cars that have a clear advantage. This has not only been frustrating for our racing partners, but also our loyal fans and supporters who expect to see a Ford on the podium and in contention for the championships. Despite the best efforts of Ford, homologation team Dick Johnson Racing and engine supplier Herod Performance Engines to work with all the stakeholders to ensure a level playing field, a lack of movement by the series organisers has restricted our ability to compete on an equal footing. Ford has long been requesting transparency to assist in this understanding of uh, the difference between the two cars. Unfortunately, this has been rejected on multiple occasions. The latest parity review initiated when Supercar's Computational Fluid Dynamics partner, the D2H Group, provided aerodynamic data of both cars to the homologation teams back on August 24th. The data clearly demonstrated that aerodynamic parity had not been achieved. And since that time, Ford and DJR have engaged in supercars in good faith to create an aerodynamic update package that would bring the Ford Mustang and the Chevy Camaro Gen 3 supercars closer to aerodynamic uh, parity. Unfortunately, on either the Bathurst 1000, the Supercars Board has refused the changes which brings the Mustang and the Chevy closer to technical parity. It goes on, doesn't it? We want to be clear that this is not a reflection on the quality of our cars or our racing programs. We are confident in the strength and capabilities of our vehicles and our teams, and we know that they have the talent and determination to succeed in any competitive environment, as evidenced by their incredible histories in this sport. Our top priority is to help our teams deliver the best possible racing experience for our fans and supporters. We appreciate their loyalty and urge supercars to create a level playing field that they deserve. Well, there we go. Now, let's have a look. What have we got on this weekend? This is a little bit of an armchair guide to uh, the uh, goings-on for the uh, What to expect? Now, the Ford team's going to the spectrum. They have a disadvantage. We've just talked about that. Uh, trying to find a little bit of a program guide here. Let's see what is happening this afternoon. I know that at one o'clock this afternoon, we have a um, another, it's not a qualifying, it's just a practice session, but they will be very, very, um, very interested in the times on that one. So today, Saturday, Foxtel and KO are broadcasting and they've been on since 8.15 this morning and 7 was live at 10 o'clock uh, to decide... The shootout, and that starts at five past five this afternoon. So there's something to look out for. Five past five, we've got the top ten shootout, and that'll be an absolutely great. They get one warm-up lap and one hot lap and then a cool-down lap, and that's the end of it. Thank you very much. Then on race day tomorrow, we'll see the action being covered from 7.15 through to 7 o'clock at night on Foxtel or KO, and from 7.30 to 6 on Channel 7. The Bathurst 1000 itself is scheduled to start at 11.15am and run for 161 laps, barring severe weather or race-ending crashes. So that's it's going to be an absolutely great program this afternoon. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be absolutely great fun. Now, let's see what else have we got going on up at the, uh, the mountains as he, as he hits the wrong buttons and takes everything out. We'll just click on that one and go to there. Let's see... Now, we've talked about Ford being one closer. 
supercars have committed to a live pit lane concept. They've signed off on this radical live concept for the 2024 season from Andrew Van Leeuwen, and he's at um, supercars. Oh, sorry, motorsport.com for Andrew. Now, Supercars Commission has approved the move to a unique moving pit order where teams won't be locked into a pit order for the entire season. As it stands, the teams are garaged in the orders that they finished the team's championship the previous year. The reigning team's championship is located at the pick exit, followed by each team in descending order down to a pit entry. Now, back in April, the series flagged the idea of abandoning that composition or concept, with the Commission approving a formal investigation into a live order. The investigation now has the approval of a live order by the Commission. The Supercars Board approved the final step. Now, it means that the pit order will change event to event with teams lined up in current team's championship order. Now, to help to facilitate the shake-up, it's a new-look 24-car field for the 2024, which features just one four-car team and no single-car teams. That means the only provision needs to be for Brad Jones Racing, the last of the remaining four-car team. Motorsport.com understands that the four BJR cars will still be split into two teams for the team standing, but will be allowed to be grouped together in the garage order based on the best place duo. The pit order for the 2024 season opener will be based on the 2023 team championship. So if Erebus win the uh, championship this year, they will have pit garage number one for the first race next year. But if they come third or fourth in that first race, they'll be third or fourth uh, in the, the next one. So that's a very, very interesting concept. I sort of like that idea because uh, that will be a much better better idea. Now, let me have a look here. Bathurst 1000, Stanaway. Richie Stanaway has topped the final dedication to co-driver practice ahead of the Bathurst 1000. This is from Andrew at um, motorsports.com and the focus was on long runs for the co-drivers the other day which meant little in the way of Hollywood lap times. It also meant the quick times came early in the hour-long session. Stanaway setting the early pace of 2 minutes 6.832 seconds on his first run, which he then improved to 2 minutes 6.048 before settling into race runs. The early time would leave Stanaway in the 97 Camaro a uh, healthy four points up on the rest of the field. We made a pretty big change overnight, he said. So uh, we just wanted to validate that this morning. AJ's Motorcycles are now Shepherd and Motorcycles. For more than 35 years, the crew at AJ's took pride in providing people from across our region and beyond with the highest quality sales, service and advice you would find anywhere. Shepherd and Motorcycles are excited that Tom, Mel, Brendan and the crew will remain on board, delivering the same passion towards great customer service that has been the tradition for all of these years. Supplying a great range of bikes, side-by-sides, parts and apparel, you will still find us in the same great location, right next to the Shepherd and Train Station. Shepherd and Motorcycles, your home of KTM and Can-Am. LMCT 11819. 1FM Sponsor. This is John Painter and Craig Stott from, from 1FM Sport and Road. 
Central Tire Service is now your Goodyear Auto Care Centre. With on-farm tire servicing, computerised wheel alignment and balancing, complete front-end alignment and brake repairs, and a full range of automotive batteries. There's not a lot the friendly staff at Goodyear Auto Care can't do. Servicing the Goulburn Valley since 1952. Central Tires, now Goodyear Auto Care, can be found at 117 Wellsford Street, Shepparton. Phone 58 219 station sponsor if you have enjoyed the show then please let us know what you think at our socials 1fm super saturday sport on facebook and twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more till next week goodbye